Welcome back to the original box set Shadowrun podcast. We're back with Odysseus as he navigates the complexities of toxic relationships. He's convinced Jessica Luciano that they need her husband's help to keep her safe. The problem? Lucky Nick still thinks she's dead. Odysseus has to tread carefully as he decides how much to tell Nick about Jessica's rescue, particularly in the days afterward when it was just the two of them. Our GM is Max, and Odysseus is played by John. We hope you enjoy listening. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Original Box Set's Shadowrun Game. Today, it is myself, Max, the uh, Game Master, and with me I have John, who plays Odysseus. Hello, everybody. Today's game session in Shadowrun is mostly about Odysseus's downtime. He has a lot of side ventures that are going on with him, and we're going to go ahead and start off with getting a little caught up with what's been going on with Odysseus. So we know that he's had uh, a recent change in his love life structure. <laughs> and um, he's got a lot of things going on with people that he's met. He's made friends. He's made enemies. So let's go ahead and turn it over to John so we can find out what's going to be happening tonight. Oh, man. Well, tonight, I have to uh, have a heart-to-heart with uh, Lucky Luciano and explain to him that his dead wife is not dead. Uh, She's perfectly alive and well, and uh, Gears and I rescued her, and she doesn't want to spend the rest of her life with him anyways. I'm going to save that for her, though, because that's not my business. Sounds good. Yep. And uh, hopefully I survive the night, because Lucky's got a mean streak. Yeah, yeah, he does. Uh, And a lot of bullets and friends. Yeah, yeah. Mainly I'm worried about uh, the friends more than I am the bullets, uh, because he has a lot of friends, and I couldn't possibly kill them all. Mm Mm-hmm, understood. All right. You were at... A safe house that you had purchased and it was oh let's slide over to the map it was a safe house down in Fort Lewis that you had rented from s- using Sonny as a contact and yes. the place was rather nice and that's where uh, you and Jessica were holed up at so do you want to start from there yeah, because that's, that's where we left off. All right. That's a good place to start. All right, so um, let's see. I got back from what was what was the lawyer's name? It was Deborah. Deborah got back from her place. It was uh, it was nighttime. I'll let the night pass, and then I'll get in touch with Lucky in the morning. Okay. Yeah, because. Uh, from what I know of him, he's kind of a nightlife kind of guy. Yeah, so I I don't want to interrupt Lucky's good time that he's having this evening. Okay. That I assume he's having. I don't know. I do have his contact information, though, right? Um. Oh, I sure hope so. You know what? I don't know. No, I don't think that we ever... Uh, 
have actually contacted each other directly. No. It was always, yeah, because it was, um, even when we picked up Lino, it was tell Sonny and Sonny will tell Lucky. Yes. Okay. So you are at a impasse with this solving of this problem. Yeah. Um, you know what? I think I'll ask Jess. If anyone that I know knows how to get in touch with Lucky, it's her. All right. Uh, she will say, yes, I can get a hold of him. I have maybe a few of the numbers. I might know them. I could guess. I know where he might be, where he might hang out. And she rolls her eyes, gambling, drinking, smoking, womanizing. Okay. Um. Well, I'm not entirely sure that her reaching out to him would be the best idea. So I'm going to use whatever information she can come up with to try and contact him myself. Okay. Yeah. So I just want to point out, you are going to start doing something to find Lucky. What is this something that you're going to be doing? She's probably going to tell you a number she thinks might reach her. Like I said in the previous session, she only had one phone number memorized, and that was Deborah's because Deborah was like a mother to her. Right. Right. So, um, so she, I guess, I'm. She doesn't know have a number directly for him, but it's going to be kind of like a search that I have to go through to find him based on the information. A little bit of investigation. She can tell you where places he hangs out, and then, you know, you could use that information to do things. Okay. Yeah, yeah. That okay. seems good. Alrighty, then. She will tell you about uh, Leith Furniture. It is a uh, furniture store that is actually a front for a small gambling house. Okay, you said Leith, like T-H? Yes, L-E-A-T-H. Okay. Excellent. And she will tell you that in Tacoma, there is a place that does lawn care that is another place where he peddles his business out of. And she thinks for a moment and then says, it's called Lawnscape Garden and Maintenance. It's rather a cheesy name. And their symbol is a palm tree and a flamingo. <laughs> All right. Is Lucky from Florida? Or is he just like... She says he has a fascination with Florida. Always talked about going there. I don't know. From what I know, it's a hot place. I don't want to be there. She likes to swim in the water because she liked getting down to the islands more than she liked Florida. Oh, like the uh, the Keys or the Caribbean? Well, in her mind, she will... In her face, will you'll see a bit of perplexity... Because she thinks they're the same thing. So she that her yeah isn't a yes to both of them. It's a yes, they are the same thing. The Keys ah. and the Caribbean. But, you know, you, you can kind of get that by staring at her and realizing, oh, yeah. Well, to be fair, um, that's kind of meta-knowledge. I don't know if Odysseus would be that knowledgeable in geography of southeastern United States. True. Um, what's his logic? A three. Maybe. Meh. Okay. Alright, the last is he runs a, a sports arena slash 
eatery called Jumbo Sports, and you have heard of Jumbo Sports. The Jumbo Sports restaurants, there's a few of them, and they're all about big food while watching games. All right. Well, um, does Lucky like to gamble first thing in the morning, or does he like to go to uh, one of the other two earlier in the day so he can get some work done first? He generally will go to one of those restaurants that he fleeces for money so that he can get a free breakfast. And then after that, he will... And his breakfast is usually around one or two in the afternoon. <laughs> okay. But the Jumbo Sports that's in Renton off of uh, 575, ran by Pando, is probably the one he hits up because it's not too far from his place in downtown. Okay. And the uh, the lawnscape garden and maintenance was in Tacoma? Tacoma. Okay. And uh, Leith Furniture, where was that? What part of town? Northern end of downtown. Okay. She will tell you that she remembers the lawnscape place is run by a fat orc by the name of McGuire. She's an asshole. <laughs> All right. McGuire. All right. And Leith Furniture is run by a guy named uh, Jack. And he is, she likes Jack. Jack treats her well. Okay. Jack, McGuire, and Pando. Well, since uh, I'm I'm always up earlier than one o'clock in the afternoon, I guess uh, I'll... uh, Go out and run some of my personal errands. Like, uh, stop by, um... Real quick, I need to pause you for a second. We're going to change, because I'm looking at NPC names, we're going to change the Leith Furniture guy from Jack to Nikki. Okay. It's going to be much more Italian-sounding that way. Yes. Yeah, because I don't think there are any Jacks in Italy. We just need a, uh, a nice Italian name. Genovese. All right. All right. There we go. That solves that problem. That way there's not too many confusing. Because, I mean, if in it, several NPCs all have the same, go by the same name, you get it becomes confusing. So let's just avoid that. Right. Definitely. definitely. All right. Um, yeah. So um, I need to go by Dear Beer Garden, check up on the place, make sure there's not any shenanigans going on. Mm-hmm. And uh, maybe see if Hans knows anyone that are knowledgeable about uh, magical creatures and or beasts or whatever they are. All right. And, uh, yeah. He's a fixer, right? Yes. I'm looking for where I scribbled his notes down at. Here we go. So, okay, what... What's his connectivity? Connection? It is a five. Five. All right. His logic is a three. And so he will be able to... Knowing people, knowing people who know anything about magic and magical critters. Mm-hmm. That's just going to be a... Ma- that's going to be a charisma plus etiquette. He has charisma, but he doesn't have the etiquette in the magical field. His connection allows him to 
reduce on... Doopadoo. Let's see, what was it? Ah, that's right. Connection adds to uh, the li- their social limit. So, I think his social limit is probably five-ish, six-ish. So it makes it 11, but he doesn't have that many dice to work with. So let's go ahead and get our dice roller up. Change over the necessary functions. He's looking at maybe five. I'll give him an extra two dice uh, from you know, just his general presence of who he is. Let's see if that works out. Two successes. No knowledge of magical critters and people who know anything about magical critters is outside of his forte. Uh, he doesn't know any magic users or anybody who twiddles their fingers and has crazy crap happen and would point you to say, he would tell you to go speak to somebody that you know that twiddles their fingers. And in fact, he's only met a mage mages or spellcasters as far as he knows three times in his life and he's only seen one really casting magic and that wasn't on the television yeah <laughs> so for him he's like i don't even know if they exist okay <laughs> your options is to get a hold of pollux or maybe jessica's friend mary those are the first two that pop in my mind you could also think about reaching out to a university yeah um, I'll, um, I don't know, Mary, I didn't feel the impression that Mary was, like, super knowledgeable about stuff, but, um, oh, wait, she disappeared. Yeah. That's right, Jessica wants to go find her, too. Oh, okay. Remember well. that? So, maybe, maybe, hey, gives you something <laughs> to do. Oh, man. Yeah, hopefully she's not in pieces like Deborah was. I remember your comment, I'm going to feed the fish. And I said, there's an ear in the fish tank. And <laughs> yeah. you said, I'm not going to feed the fish. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. It, I mean, it couldn't have been hungry. There was stuff to nibble on. All right. Well, I'll go ahead and uh, while I'm while I'm at your beer garden, I'll uh, ask Hans just to make sure that, you know, there hasn't been any trouble since the last time I was in. I, I guess that might have been a couple of days ago. You no, know no, it was. Hans is a good friend, and you're asking him questions that he's like, eh. That doesn't mean Hans doesn't know how to find people, because that's okay. part of being a fixer. He might not know a mage, but he knows people who knows people, and so he might be able to send you down the line. Okay. So that's something that just popped into my head. Uh, your fixer is the function of the fixers to find you people and things and jobs. They are your go-to for the majority of everything that you would want. So if you want, we can rewind a little bit and we can go from there or we can continue forward on the course of action of hunting down Mary. Yeah, let's uh, let's rewind a little bit and see if we can find somebody else first. Because I'm... Uh, Mary's not high on my priority list. Um, so, yeah, I don't know Mary like that. Right. Okay. Alrighty then. We are going to take a step back, and Hans will say, I don't know anyone personally, and I've never met a mage. I've met like three mages in my life, and only saw one cast spells. And that wasn't even on television. But that doesn't mean I can't get a hold of some people. 
if you give me a little bit of time, I can make some phone calls and see if I can find somebody who's a, you know, maybe a professional. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. Let me know uh, when you find something, if you do, and, um, you know, how much uh, it'll cost to meet the person. Yeah. So about cost, and I don't want to be that guy, but when I helped find Detective O'Halloran, I was promised a little cash up front. And you were busy. There was some drinking, a lot of talking. A lot of stuff happened. O'Halloran got some money. I'm going to need some money to hunt some people down too. I mean, you're taking care of the bills for this place. I don't want to really make a more deal about this, but I'm going to need some money up front to kind of hunt some people down. It's all right. I, I completely understand. Because my slush fund is uh, more like a cup of water right now. <laughs> well, how much uh, How much do you need to get started? Give me about 1500 and that will take care of finding people. Sorry, I'm checking my... Uh... Checking my funds real quick. I mean, I I know that I have enough. I just... Okay. Yeah. Uh, do you need that in cash? I'd prefer it. It makes things work better. <laughs> All right. I'll um. I'll run up to my apartment and uh, grab it out of the mattress. <laughs> okay. What do you think the uh, interest uh, return, the compounded interest on that mattress is? <laughs> Uh, pretty low. Pretty low. I'm pretty sure I lose money to that mattress. Oh, man. All right. Uh, he'll get started on that. So. Excellent. I'll, uh, I'll let him get to it. I'll probably eat something and have a beer before I leave. That was some damn good dice rolling. It looks like it's going to take him about three hours to find a person for you with the money and his dice rolls he just made. So. <laughs> I mean, money is an excellent lubricant, so. Yeah. Yeah. I'll just pay him every time he needs to make a dice roll. <laughs> <laughs> sure, he'll be happy about that. Uh, so just to um, check in, what day of the week is it? It only matters because um, I know that Polly, the potential werewolf, likes to go to Hell of the Moon on Friday nights. That's right. I don't think it's Friday. I think uh, when you were at the Howl at the Moon getting your favors done, it was uh, like a Wednesday. Okay. Or, was, or was it Saturday? But it's definitely not Friday. So you it, have... it, was, it was definitely Saturday that I was there last. Yeah, so you've got a few days. Okay. And whenever you need it to be Saturday, you can have it be Saturday. You mean Friday? Yeah, Friday. Okay. That's what I meant. You, Yeah. <laughs> I got you. Oh man. Okay. Well, I guess um, I'll let Hans work it out and uh, burn some time if it's not already close enough to breakfast time, and I'll head over to. Uh, oh gosh, I didn't. I didn't write the name down. The sports place. Jumbo Sports. Oh, Jumbo Sports. Yeah. Sorry, I did write the name down. I just didn't capitalize it, so it didn't register as a name to me. Ah. Yeah, I'm old school. I like to capitalize my proper nouns. Oh. <laughs> All right, so yeah, um, I'll, I'll just burn some time until it's uh, probably around noon, and I'll head to Jumbo Sports. Okay. 
See if I can find me a lucky Luciano. Do you want to take Jessica with you? No, absolutely not. She is going to stay at the safe house uh-huh. and uh, with with my spare gun. And I told her that I will actually call next time or this right. time when I'm coming back so I don't get shot. <laughs> not that it <laughs> matters because she's just going to be on the couch watching TV with the gun not near her anyways. So. Yeah. <laughs> it's not like she's going to take advantage. She, she doesn't. She's almost as... Man, how would I say it? She's almost as oblivious about how reality actually works as uh, Lucky is. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. I should have taken pictures while I was at Deb so I could show her what real life is like. Oh, God, no. That would be, <laughs> that would be terrible. This is what people like your mother do to other people. <laughs> <laughs> All right, one second. Let's see. What do we got going on here? You... Wanted to do what again? Go to Jumbo Sports. So time's passed, and you want to head to Jumbo Sports to see if you can't catch up with him while he's getting some breakfast. Yes. Dun, dun, dun. But definitely not sneak up on him. No. No, that would be... I don't know. Maybe. I mean, I'm okay if he's surprised to see me. I just don't want him to be surprised, and then, you know, like I startle him, and he jumps and shoots me or something. Uh, you have a few seconds. Those uh, amazing guns that he has hidden up his sleeves, they take a couple of seconds to actually pop out. Oh, good. All right, Jumbo Sports opens around noon. It is a family eatery, but it focuses on the male ego, athleticism, and large portions of food. They... If you buy a jumbo burger, and it is a really large burger, you also get a beer for free. And if you're underage, you don't get a free beer, and you sure as heck don't get a free soda. (laughs) But if you are of age, you get a free beer along with your jumbo burger. And if you get the double jumbo burger, you are guaranteed free refills all night with that beer. Uh, the double jumbo burger weighs in at five pounds. So all their portions are immense. And they they talk highly about the fact that most of their meat is at least 30% real. <laughs> oh, man. But uh, does any of it come from McCoyle's? <laughs> I've seen what that place looks like on the inside. The uh they do say that they have locally grown potatoes uh for their french fries. So they say the, that that's real. As well as carrots, their buffalo sauce is made in buffalo. So they they've got they've got a lot of stuff going for them, but the soy wisers run free. And the burgers are large. When you arrive, it is spit-like rain outside. The sun's still shining, and the bursts come down every once in a while. So it rains, it doesn't rain, it rains, it doesn't rain. It's raining sparsely. The parking lot is not that full upon arriving at the 
Jumbo Sports in, um, what did I say, Renton. Yeah, Renton. Yep. A, maybe half a dozen cars in the parking lot and at least another half a dozen cars near the back of the building. A hedge runs around it, blocking its view from the street, as well as well-decorated fake plastic trees uh, in the surround the building itself. They don't require maintenance or trimming, so it's better just to have a fake tree. The hedges have that fake plasticky look. Everything looks pretty much generic. A jumbo sports can come into an area, lay waste to whatever building's there, and in less than four days have an exact replicate jumbo sports of the original jumbo sports built in its place, fully stocked with wage slaves and what they pass as food. Uh, is, it, is it like a um, like they tear whatever there is down, lay a foundation, and then like bring in like a flat-packed building and just put it together like Ikea furniture? You know, since you've never seen the magical process take place, that's probably your first guess. <laughs> the second guess is, of course, uh, wage slave gnomes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> now, standing outside the front door, there is a man in a nice worn suit he's got no hat on his hair slicked to one side he's standing next to the um what do they call that thing the butt tower do you know what i'm talking about it's where you put your cigarette butts out at oh yeah yeah uh, what what is it does it butt tower not the right word um i don't know i never thought of what they would be called to be honest well i i wasn't sure to call it a butt tower or a butt receptacle uh you mean like the the um like kind of like tall skinny ones that you put the cigarette into the little hole and then it goes down and yeah yeah I don't know butt tower sounds good I've I, seen them I've seen them catch fire before that's fun so there's a man in a somewhat trashy looking suit it's dirty his hair is matted uh, he looks like he might have been up all night but he's standing next to the butt tower smoking a long haul and uh, that's when you pull up to park. He's definitely checking you out. Well, as a, I'm going to park my bike and all that. And uh, as I am approaching him, I'd like to, excuse me, check and see if he looks like he is carrying any weapons. Sure. Perception. Let's see. Yeah. Uh, do I take anything off for the current weather conditions? One dice. Okay. Four successes. Yes. Okay. Uh, it's a, his shirt isn't tucked in on the inside, and you can see that there is a pathetically concealed small caliber light pistol. With four successes, you'll probably be able to make out the model of it, so I will pick one. <laughs> My four successes is pretty damn good. He has a crossbow under his shirt. A crossbow. <laughs> that would be impressive. We will say he has an Ares Lightfire 70. Okay. Well, I've got my um, Ares Predator 5 uh, in the back of my belt uh, underneath my coat that, you know, like I do when I'm riding my motorcycle around town. So, yeah, I'll just, uh, I'll be cool and I'll just walk up to the front I don't feel particularly like it's necessary to greet him or anything. Okay. 
or acknowledge him in uh-huh. any fashion. It's fine. All right. When you get close enough, though, he uh, makes several gestures before actually talking. You can see he's about to engage you in conversation. And uh, he has a lot of physical quirks that seem to just kick in as he's trying to maybe work up the muster to say something. But it you know, the sort of starts off with like he's looking, he like nods, he points with the finger, and he makes another gesture, and a leg moves, and he sits there and goes, The you ever rode in a Harley? And you have no idea where this conversation is coming from, but he's just out of the blue asking you, You ever rode a Harley? No, I only trust my life to German engineering. You think you've come to the right place. <laughs> okay. there's, there's already a Gambino falling out the front door. <laughs> oh. I apologize to anybody that that's an insult to. Uh, but I'm not going to not use it because mooks, Gambinos, let's just do this. <laughs> oh, he um he doesn't like move into my path or look like he's going to block the way or anything. He does move into your path, but only to open the door. Oh, well, that works for me. I'll go on in. All right. The place is mostly empty, considering the number of vehicles. The bar area is the most occupied. There is a booth, and people are sitting in it, and it seems everything is orientated around that booth. You can hear Lucky before you see him. As he's yelling at somebody, just shut up, you're talking. And it's bothering me. I'm still trying to eat my breakfast. So you can hear Lucky as you step in. <laughs> okay. Um, should I do a perception to see if I can tell where, where he's at before seeing him? If you want to, but it's pretty evident that everybody is clustered in around the booth next to the bar. No other tables in the restaurant are occupied. All the television trivids are blaring sports everywhere but the everyone is sitting sitting over in that area i mean not even there's not even a family off to one side it's just and they 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 stretch the gambit from guys in uh, ratty suits to you know wearing pinstripe shirts with suspenders on they look like they just all stepped out of a 1950s gangster movie tommy guns should be laying on almost every table Fedoras, bolos, a nice collection of hats and ties. They all look like they could easily slide off to Sunday school with everything but their language. Oh, man. Okay. Um, is it like a, a, a seat yourself kind of thing, or is there a hostess? A uh, hostess will appear uh, out of nowhere, not because she's digital, but because she's fast. And short, cute, blonde, probably right out of high school. Ask you where you would like to sit. Everything is available except for the bar space. It's currently reserved for a party. Um, I'll gesture over to uh, an area not close to the the clustered group of mafiosos, but um, to where Lucky could see me if his direction was pulled in that, or if his attention was pulled in that direction. Okay. All right, so the lady will pick up her little organizer and say, right this way, sir. And as you're heading that way, a man, a woman, and two children are heading out. The woman says, and I 
very clearly. We're not staying with those hooligans using that kind of language. And she will voice that directly to the little, the young lady as they they heading out. Okay. Do I mean do I hear any coarse language coming from that area? Yeah. <laughs> Trek and you know, son of a bitch. I'm not gonna go through the list, but it's yeah, there's a list. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, my uh, my ears won't fall off, so I'm cool. Okay. Yeah, I'll I'll follow her over to the table. She'll um, find you a seat. Uh, toss hands you a menu. Says your waitress will be your server will be right with you, and then jets. I'm just gonna look at the beer menu. Uh huh. Because I'm not planning on staying for food, and I don't want a, a two and a half pound burger bad enough to get a free beer. Okay. <laughs> All right. So where do we go from here? Uh, so um, I'm gonna wait for the server to come over. Uh huh. Um, and when the server comes over, I'm just gonna order whatever random generic beer of Soyweiser, and um, ask them to also get Lucky. I'm not gonna use him by name, but you know, gesture to him. The guy at that booth. Uh-huh. Whatever he's drinking, say it's from me. Okay. So that way, Lucky will get a drink. He'll see, oh my gosh, that's my good friend Odysseus. And maybe he'll come over and talk to me. Okay. I'm going to do a perception roll for the guy. Anyways, your server is Arthur. And he seems to have an understanding. You're like, yeah, that guy is. He's like, okay, sure. All right, so the drink is served. And... Lucky will stand up and begin kind of looking around. Then he looks over and, you know, people are doing their thing. They're eating. He's like shoveling food in his mouth. He's looking at the drink. He kind of stares. The person has to explain it to him more than one time. And then kind of you know, he looks over his shoulder and then he looks back over that way. He looks at the guy and the guy has to point at you a second time. <laughs> and that's when he leans out, stands up and looks over and he can see you. And so he will throw his napkin down onto the table, and begin walking over with purpose and intent. Maybe it's that I'm angry kind of look and walk as he's walking that way, but as soon as he comes around to the point where he can get a good look at you, you realize that the bar area is well lit, but the outside booth areas have that dim, crappy lighting so that you can't actually see how filthy the floor is. He sees you. <laughs> he smiles. And says, Odysseus. <laughs> um, I'll I'll get up out of the booth because I assume he's coming in for one of those awkward hugs that he likes to give. Yes. Yeah. And I'll uh, you know, I'll re- reciprocate the embrace. Yep. He 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 will he will go so far as to kiss you on both cheeks. Oh goodness. Okay. And at that point, the other gangsters will be staring. Who is this guy that comes in out of nowhere? Is there something Lucky hasn't told us? Because he's been grumpy. So you see as you're hugging, you look past to get a quick glance that you've got the attention of the rest of the room. Oh, great. Well, I'm I'm not worried about the rest of the room, honestly. So, uh, Lucky, I've got something important to talk to you about. Hey, not... why don't you come over and sit with all of us and have something to eat and drink? I will, but I don't want to talk about it there with them. 
His eyes get great big. Uh, he's going to make a judge intent. That's a judge intent for him. I think it was only eight dice. Let me check real quick. Oh, man. What? He's not the sharpest tool in the butter knife box. I mean, it's okay. I think that's way higher than my judge intent, so. For success. So he will nod. Yeah, yeah. And so he will project to the rest of the gathering. It's okay. This is Odysseus. He works for me. And then he'll put his arm around you, and you can feel where his arm rests across your shoulder, that bit of metallic underneath his, where that mechanical apparatus with uh, gun sits. And he's like, let's talk. And so you, he shifts into business mode. Right, right. Okay. Um, is he taking me somewhere a little more private or... Uh, yeah, he walks just, over okay. to your table where he saw oh, you at. Cool. And uh, he will have a seat across from you. Okay. Um, did he bring his drink? No. Oh, damn. Oh, well. Well, you know what? Yes. Okay, good. So at least, uh, yeah. I'll have a little bit of... And he didn't even spill it on you. Oh, excellent. That's nice of him. Uh, well, Lucky, and I'm talking in kind of a hushed tone, because mm-hmm. I don't have one of those fancy noise-canceling things that other people seem to like to bring everywhere. And I don't I don't want to be overheard. So, um, yeah, I'm talking quietly. But, um, it's, it's about your wife. She's, she's not dead. Um, and, uh, Gears and I had to pull a little bit of an operation to rescue her from a meat grinder. And she needs your help. Is that where you stopped talking? Yeah. Okay. I'm, I'm trying to, I'm, I'm trying to gauge his, his, his reaction before I go too far. Uh, well, he sits down with drink, immediately slides the ashtray over to him as you're starting to talk. It's slowly kind of enunciate. He's got a cigarette out quickly. He's lighting it. So he's got those fast reactions. And as you start to talk and you, you know, you say it's about his wife. He's like, okay, yeah, all right. You know, maybe this guy's going to say something relevant or, you know, and then he's, you know, cause he's also crosses his mind. Maybe this guy's going to say, Hey, before your wife died, I had a thing with her. You know, maybe that's it. So all these things are running through that little tiny little brain of his. And when you get to the part where you say she's not dead, he stopped putting the cigarette toward his lips. And he's just like, and then when you're just like, we had to save her. And, he, you know, so he's like lowering the cigarette right back down and he didn't light it enough to just not smoke on it. So the cigarettes actually starting to dwindle back out. Long hauls are notorious. If you light them, you have to drag right off. the. Otherwise, they don't stay lit. And he's starting to lower back down. And when you say she needs your help, his eyes get great big, like saucers, like he's about to start tearing up. He's just like, you better not be fucking with me. Trust me. I would not fuck with you, Lucky. I was in that car when we left. You were there. You saw the blood. I was there when the doctor said there was nothing he could do. I... At this time, the server walks up to the table. And as he... The guy walks up and goes, Excuse me. He goes... And Lucky just cuts him off quick and says, You need to fuck off right now! <laughs> 
really loud. And the server backs off and starts walking away. And I, she needs my help. I don't understand, Odysseus. You come to me and tell me something that makes no sense. I need you to explain a bit more. Because I'm a very confused man right now. Okay, so... Technically, she did die. However, she was able to get a replacement heart. She's alive. Um, but her mom wants her dead. And I didn't feel it would be right uh, for me to help her get out of Seattle without letting you know, first of all. And... I don't feel like I have the kind of connections that you do to help make that happen. But she's not safe as long as her mother knows she's in Seattle or even alive at all. That was not the direction I expected you to take the conversation. You went in a really well thought. You thought this out, didn't you? All right. So um, let's see. So uh, playing up on him himself but why didn't she come to me? I mean, she knew I'd do anything for her. Well, it wasn't uh it wasn't actually her that came to me. Uh she had been um taken hostage, was being kept at a organ grinder, and uh her friend actually found me. It was all very rushed. I didn't even have time to uh, you know, get a proper plan together. I just uh, I just finished up dropping off. Um, what was that kid's name? Lino. You're shitting me. No, it was as soon as I got back to my uh, back to my place. You're fucking shitting me. You think that was not a question of what you just said? More like a statement of emotions. Right, right, right. And I would have come to you sooner, but uh, you know I honestly don't have any good way of getting in touch with you. I was I was lucky that I, you know, was able to find you here. One of the other hoodlums will look over. Hey boss, everything okay? And he snaps, you need to fuck off. You need to get the fuck out of this conversation. Because right now, this conversation at this table doesn't involve any of you mooks over there. Go sit, eat your breakfast, and do something useful. <laughs> Sorry. I love playing this character. <laughs> um, her dragon mom, though? Again? That bitch just doesn't know when to let go. I mean, she fucking robbed me of my money. She, she trying to kill her. I don't understand. Why does she want to do this to her daughter? I mean, I know she's a bitch and everything. Her mom, not her, not Jessica. Jessica is a very beautiful creature. So, out of character... I don't know if the right thing to do would be to uh, tell him that Jess is a genetic copy of her mother and that he she only wants to keep her alive for her organs. But I don't have any other response to his question other than to just not say anything or to lie and say I don't know. Well, so you have one of three choices. Say nothing. Say the truth or lie. Your Christmas score is shit. Yeah, yeah. I, I know that I let's know go, that I'm not gonna get away with lying. Let's go ahead and scrape lying off the menu <laughs> options here. 
Other option is right now you can see he's winding up. Yeah. You've seen him enough times to watch how he acts and handles situations. So you can definitely tell he's winding up. So your option is you could try using the truth to defuse him and hope that it doesn't wind him up even farther or say nothing and let him do whatever the fuck he's about to do. Yeah, that was, uh, that was my original plan uh, was to, was to not respond and just, you know, take it as a rhetorical question that didn't need an answer. Sounds good. He will continue to wind up. Begins bitching under his breath about Jessica. He tries to smoke his now unlit uh, cigarette. He he can't thank you enough. He goes from thanking you. You can definitely see it. How I don't want to say that. Uh, you're not a professional when it comes to diagnosing people who have mental issues. But this is so visible the way he acts one minute he's winding up about talking about giving Jessica's mom an Italian necktie to immediately thanking you for saving her to being pissed uh, at the cigarette to turning around and saying, well, I need to see her is where it all ends up. There's several other things involved in that, but we'll just pretty much tie it up to up, down, up, down, up, down ends with, I need to see her. Right, right. Well, she's, uh, I've got her holed up at a, uh, safe house down in Fort Lewis. He'll cut you off and immediately, he'll cut you off and say, great, what's the address? I'll, uh, I'll I'll give it to him. (laughs) Do you want to follow me down there? Hell yes. She's my wife. All right, um. Well, I mean, if you need to wrap up some business here, uh, you know, I can wait. Oh, no, fuck this. These dreckheads can deal with their own stuff. Uh, he will stand up and say, yo, I'm heading out now. I need my keys and my stuff. Come on. And he starts heading back over toward the table. People ask him questions like, hey, where are you going? What are you doing? He tells them to mind their own business. He's got stuff to take care of. He tells them, you guys know what you need to do today. I don't need to give you any instructions. Nothing else matters at this point. I I have something incredibly important to take care of. He grabs his stuff and begins heading over. Everybody's just like, hey, man, boss, do you need me to go with you? And he's like, no, 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 no. Until one uh, one guy begins following him out. He doesn't even ask, do you need me to go with you? He just starts following. And you've seen this guy with Lucky... Uh, when you dropped off Lino. He was the guy standing back a distance, leaning against the car. Must be a good person. Lucky doesn't even question his presence. When the guy walks up, he is slightly over uh, overweight, heavy, kind of a heavy-set, muscular-looking individual. Uh, gives you a nod, begins buttoning his shirt up. You can see he's a little bit more cleaner than the rest of everybody. He also doesn't smell like alcohol. Where Lucky okay. does smell like alcohol. <laughs> All right. Well, when uh, when Lucky went over to get his keys and everything, I would have uh, flagged down Arthur and paid the tab and given him a, a decent tip for the scolding that he got for coming to the table. Okay. Just rolled um, out some cash. Yeah, yeah. About 20 new yen. Yeah, since I had to grab some for Hans anyways, I would have okay. taken some extra. Okay. Um. <clears throat> The guy doesn't say anything, 
puny though, right? The No, he has a wicked smile though. He smiles at you from ear to ear as he walks past. Which is it's really unnerving. Um <laughs> can, can I do a roll to see what the hell that smile's about? Sure. Alright, is it judge intent? Yes. Uh is that based on charisma or intuition? Judge intent is a stat on its own. Oh, yeah, it is. It's right here. Oh, that's not too bad. I've got it. It's a seven. So let me roll seven here. And it's not raining inside, so I don't lose any dice. Two successes. This is Lucky's backup guy. The guy that Lucky takes into sticky situations. He doesn't have to ask permission. So this guy is like Lucky Jr. Okay. So his wicked smile to you is... More along the lines of, hello, fellow comrade on the same level of uh, badassery. Oh, okay. I'll, like a, I'm not going to... Fellow greeting. Okay. I'm not going to react to it, because I don't really smile that up that much, especially not ridiculously. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, so I'll, I'll I'll head out with him, though. Hop on the bike. Unless Lucky has anything else he wants to say before we leave. No, no, no. He just, okay. well, yeah, he would say, I'm following you. So he'll okay. walk up, un- unlock the car, begin jumping in. The guy slides into the passenger seat, and um, Lucky doesn't spare any time to back his car out and get right on your back end. Okay. Oh, um, before before he, uh, guy number two gets in the car, can I do a perception to see what he's carrying? Yes. Okay. And I'll, I'll do it before we leave the restaurant, so that way I get that one extra dice. Four successes. A cyber deck. Oh, okay. So all I have to have to do is shoot his deck if things go bad. <laughs> yeah, no, he doesn't have any guns on him. He is he is uh, Lucky's hacker. Okay. All right, well, that sounds good. All right, so yeah, I'll um head uh down to Fort Lewis. To the safe house. Yeah, jump on to 161 and then on to 5 heading toward Fort Lewis. The rain is a nice sprinkle spraying across the highways, getting onto your helmet. The Rain-X helps keep it from building up too bad. Lucky does not back off. He stays probably about 5 yards behind you, maybe seven at most his sizable Lincoln town car tearing up the road to keep behind you. Okay. I'll make sure I don't go too fast. So he doesn't have to like, you know, I'm not weaving through traffic or anything. Okay. Yeah. All right. For, for my own safety more than anything else. Cause I don't want, uh, to like skid and then have lucky run me over. Oh yeah. 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 It's only a light sprinkle, so you're going to lose one dice as far as it goes for driving. You haven't really lost too many, so you should be able to... If you, as long as you can buy one success, you're going to be fine. Yeah, yeah, I can definitely buy one. If you can buy one, then you don't have to roll, because you only need one success to drive in the rain. Perfect. You arrive at the base of the tower, apartment building, rising up, and uh, like he pulls into a spot, a few... Slots away from you. 
Alright, um, yeah, so at, at, immediately after I park the bike, I'm going to pull out my comm and call the safe house number. Okay. Lucky preens himself, the phone rings, Jessica picks up. Hello? Uh, hey, uh, I'm coming up. Uh, oh, I've good. got Lucky with me. Wait, what? Yeah. You didn't tell me you were bringing him back here. Well, I mean, it wasn't the plan, but it's what's happening. Uh, she will pause before she... Don't bring him up here. I don't want to see him right now. I'm still very mad at him. Okay. Um, well, I'm just letting you know that I'm bringing him up there. You need to keep him down there. Don't bring him up here. I have a gun up here. Uh, so in my head, I'm just like, this isn't my problem. This is... I'm... (laughs) I'm doing good things. This is the way it's happening. Um, I'm helping you. This is... Yeah, this is it. Um, Okay, well... Ready or not, uh, we're in the parking lot. So, uh, are you coming down or are we coming up? She begins yelling and you hear the line go dead. Okay, well, we're coming up then. (laughs) Okay. Hopefully that doesn't mean somebody broke in and did terrible things already. I'm pretty sure she just smashed the phone. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I mean, that's fine. When, yeah, Lucky, 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 as you're on the phone, you're a couple of slots away. Lucky's cleaning himself, making himself look good. You know, styling himself, slicking his hair back. He's making himself more presentable for his wife. It's what's going through his mind. The guy gets out the other side, scratches himself on his rustic-looking facial hair, you know, uh, leans over to the, the dashboard, makes a little flick, pulls out a, a thirty-eight special, and tucks it in behind, and uh, gives you a, one of those wicked smiles. <laughs> yeah, these people and their smiles. And so you guys all pile into the elevator and start riding up. Do you inform him that he's about to walk into a hostile situation, or are you going to keep that? A yeah, I'm gonna. I'm gonna say, let me go in first. She's not terribly excited. That um, she's kind of a little surprised that this is all happening right now. But uh, yeah, so just let me go in first. Mr. Confident says, no, 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 Odysseus, you've done more than enough. Just let me walk in. I'll talk to her. Everything's going to be okay. All right. Uh, I'm not going to tell you not to, but I am going to say she does have a gun. She's got a gun? Just doesn't use a gun. I even bought her so many guns. She doesn't even know how to turn the safety off. (laughs) I showed her how. I don't know if she remembers. Oh. He looks over to the guy in the elevator with you and says, if you see the gun, maybe the thing, you know, maybe just shut it off. It's not a big deal, right? And the guy smiles at both of you. What gun did you leave her? Uh, It is the Colt America. I'm not going to mention the fact that I always leave all of my gear with the wireless off so that people can't hack it. Well, the Colt America is a perfect throwaway weapon that has no Wi-Fi stuff attached to it. Oh, excellent. So, he can try to hack whatever he wants, but he cannot hack the bullet wounds. 
Yeah, I, I I really don't like the way this this guy is smiling. I mean, is he like a older guy, younger guy? Older guy. Okay, I don't like the way he's smiling at me. Nonetheless, nonetheless, so I'm not I'm not gonna tell him that he's not gonna be able to hack it. Yeah, he's just gonna let him suffer. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> perfectly if, fine. If Lucky gets shot, it's not my fault. I told him that there's a gun in the room. That's right, and, you did. You know, homeboy didn't hack it. That's not my fault. You did. You saved her. You and Gears saved her. You've gone above and beyond You're the relationship you have with this man. So. Yeah, and I, and I, and I made sure to drop Gears' name so that way he knows that uh, it wasn't just me. <laughs> I'm not alone in this. Gears helped too. <laughs> if someone else is going to get punished, it's got to be Gears. He lives Gears at- helped me too. <laughs> He lives at 11494 East Grover Park Drive. Yeah, I don't know if that warehouse has an address anymore. So it's Excellent. So, in good Jersey Princess style, getting out of the elevator, you can hear her. She yells from inside the apartment loud enough that you're probably... <laughs> 40, 50 feet down the hall, around a corner, and you can hear her yelling, and then something break. So, yeah, there's that. (laughs) And, well, there was no security deposit, so I don't have to worry about not getting that back. That's where you're wrong, sir. The security deposit was paid by someone else some time ago, and it's all part of the whole kit and caboodle. So the, the, yeah... Trollface will be talking to you about this later. Oh, man. Okay. Why didn't she just use my warehouse as a safe house? Because it was dirty and had fleas. No, it didn't. <laughs> I cleaned it up. Well, I don't know what Max is telling you. <laughs> <laughs> the sound of breaking uh, furniture or something glass-like. You remember there were glasses in the house and maybe like a plant vase or something along those lines. You're going to have to hear that smash and yelling. Or it kind of revolves around, revolves around Lucky being a son of a bitch and a couple of other explicitives. The gentleman walking with you guys is playing around and looking at stuff, and he's doing stuff on his little cyber deck. You, you of course, know it's not going to go anywhere. And Lucky reaches out, puts a hand on you, he moves forward, and he knocks on the door. <laughs> I'm going to go ahead and unlock it for him. Okay. You walk up and swipe your little comm link over it so that it unlocks. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, he is a smart man, so he will knock first. Let's see. Will he knock first or just walk in? No, he wants to surprise her. He's just going to walk in. That's more Lucky style. Yeah. she. Okay. Lucky is very aware that she doesn't know how to use a gun, but Odysseus explained that he taught her how to turn the safety off. So... The assumption is she hasn't figured it out. <laughs> He'll knock on the door. Honey bun, it's me, Lucky. And he begins to open the door. <laughs> you hear the sound of something pinging off it. And um, she shoots the door. She shoots the wall near the door, which uh, which was reinforced as well. If I remember correctly, <laughs> they, they reinforced beside the door because that would just be dumb. I have a reinforced door. Pop a hole next to it. Uh, so she begins opening fire, and Lucky pulls the door back because it's unlocked, and he's being shot at. 
and cries out, Sweet cakes, please, it's me, your husband. And she yells back explicitives about how she hates her fucking husband. And the guy is furiously pushing buttons, trying to figure out what to do next. (laughs) Trying to do something. And how many bullets does the gun have? Oh, it has 11. All right. Well, at this point, you've counted up to five. Um, six and seven come within the next barrage of insults. That's all I'm doing is standing where I know there's like an armor plate between me and her shooting um, and just counting the number of rounds. That, that's I, I'm trying not to laugh at the guy who's struggling to uh, find the, the gun so he can shut it down. Lucky will open the door and lean in and be like, please stop. Let's just talk about this. Nine and ten follow quickly as he pulls the door back and he goes, that was 11. And, you know, he says, I know what a cult sounds like. That was 11. And he opens the door and 11 goes off. Oh. She's got two dice. She's (laughs) defaulting. No successes. He steps in. The bullet hole goes right next to his head. Oh, that was 11, he says out loud. So... He opens the door after the, the 11th shot and he says, oh, it's the 11th shot. Sexy pants. Listen, I don't know what's going on, but it's okay. I'm here. I can help you with your mom. And she yells back, you couldn't even frag and get off alcohol or drugs or even have one woman in life. How are you going to f- help me with my mother? <laughs> and then he, he, he goes, Angel Pie, but I love you. You're my wife. She goes, don't you dare use that kind of language with me. And he calls her stuff from Ducky and Baby Girl. And she uses... Ex- she started throwing her shoes yet? Oh, yeah. Shoes, furniture, books, things of semi-value in the apartment. Flipping the coffee table for no reason. John, what does Odysseus want to do? She's trying at this point in time to figure out how to unload the clip. Um... And Lucky has just walked over to her like it's not a big deal. She's trying to figure out the release button. Do I do I see where the spare clip is? It's now because of the tossing of couch cushions and whatnot. It's laying under on the floor uh, about a good four feet away from the two lovebirds who are engaged in their uh, New Jersey style mating ritual. <laughs> yeah, I'm just going to uh, nonchalantly meander over and pick it up and... Slip it in one of my jacket pockets. Okay. But I'm not going to get in the middle of it. It's not It's not my mating ritual. Right. He's trying to be soft and coy and try to calm her down with using uh, loving names like Sweet Cheeks and Snookums. And she responds back with vile and four-letter words and <laughs> talks of mistresses and drug abuse and alcohol. The sounds echo into the hallway. I'm pretty sure this is no longer a safe house. Oh, yeah, I'm going to close the door. Okay. (laughs) She yells at you. Why did you bring him here? You know I didn't want to see him. And he will respond with, he's doing what's good for you because your mother is not someone you just want to. She's never going to give up. Do you want to jump in? Uh, um, no, that's a good answer. That's a good answer. 
He will say the following phrase that just sets the spiral, the death spiral of the conversation. He says, we'll say, Sugar Pie, after I heard that you died, I was so lost. She will respond with, so lost that you decided to take all your money and run to Florida? That's not very lost. From what I understand, you went down there chasing hookers and uh, boozing up, gambling away all your money. And he will say, no, it's not like that. You don't understand. I wasn't chasing after anybody. And of course, that's where she said she will respond with, oh, yeah, you've already had your fill chasing all these other women. What was her name? The one I got killed? He will re- no, it's nothing like that. Yeah, he's like, no, what? <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, he, do- he doesn't catch it. It's definitely oblivious. Man, it's going to take a long time to kind of cycle through the whole yes and no's. She drags up the past of his abuse of alcohol, drugs, other women, including the fact that he's been seeing a woman on the side for years now. <laughs> that he's lied and said that uh, it is a therapist. Oh, God, no. She would say therapist because, yeah, she's going to say therapist. She doesn't know the difference. A therapist and, of course, Lucky spouts out, Sonny is my therapist. And then points at the, the mook in the room and says, you tell anybody, I'll find a six-foot hole for you. <laughs> oh, oh. Wait, and then when when Lucky says that to that guy, I'll give him a big shit-eating grin. (laughs) Because I would probably be the one that he wanted to put him in the hole. (laughs) Nice. That's that's worth a temporary edge right there. That's good. Nice step in. She will attack him back by saying, Oh, that's so important. You have a therapist. Someone you can talk to. Right. Lucky, you don't need anyone to talk to. You need to talk to me and stop screwing that woman. (laughs) And he will retaliate. You can see this is actually a sensitive spot. He goes, there's nothing like that between me and Sonny. She's a good friend. She's my therapist. You don't understand the things that go on in my head. I can't fight these feelings and she's there for me to give me what I need so that I stay straight and run the family like it's supposed to. That's why I stuck with you because she gave me the way to be able to stick with you. But it's hard. It's hard on me and it's hard to get through this. And I just, now that you're back, I have, I have, I can do it. I don't have to go out drinking every night. I can make it with you. I can survive a little bit better. Baby cakes, I need you in my life. And you can see the fire in her attitude starts to quell at that. Maybe it was baby cakes. Maybe it was something. And she will go, oh, ducky. But you got to stop fucking your therapist. I'm not. I swear. I swear on my mother's grave. I ain't never touched that. It's not like that. She needed me one time. I helped put her up. I needed her. She helped me. 
It's a mutual relationship of business only. And she, at this point, they're starting to have like a warming embrace. After yelling and screaming and throwing shit and shooting at each other, they're now close enough that it looks like they're about to start to kiss. <laughs> Good, because I didn't want to. I didn't want to. Um, yeah, I didn't want to jump in the middle of it and get caught in some kind of crazy Jersey crossfire. So as it looks like they're getting to a warm embrace, and she looks into his eyes and says, "Oh, Ducky, it doesn't matter. I got a new man." And at the point, Lucky will kind of like open his arms, she'll step back, and then slap him. She's not very strong, but the slap is definitely felt. And then she stands there with a regal honor of a woman who has regained her stance and life in this argument. And then she's staring in the direction of Odysseus. Lucky will look to her and then look to you lost, like a puppy. <laughs> um... Uh, let's see, how can I spin to that temporary edge? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what the fuck she's talking about. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, oh gosh, let's see. Uh, negotiations, no, not, that's not going to work. Intimidate, I don't think that's going to work. Um, um, gymnastics, no. Con. Uh, <laughs> if you want to lie, if you want to lie, it's a con. Yeah, no, I, I don't want to lie, because, because I, you know, I'm just I'm not a lying person in general. So, what would be the truth? Well, the truth would be, uh, sorry, it was just those two times. <laughs> I, I ain't your man, girlfriend. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um. So I'll uh. While, you know, there's the lull in the uh, conversation, the mating ritual, and now the attention is diverted to me, I'll be like, I think it's time for us to focus on the problem at hand, which is dealing with Jess's mother. You know, that's the immediate threat here. Um, that's the problem that we all have in common. Uh, I think we should focus our attentions on that. She will saunter past the destroyed coffee table. It's not destroyed. It's just been flipped over. And she will stand next to you, looks toward uh, Lucky, and says, We can handle my mother without you. No, we can't. That's exactly... <laughs> I'll say that immediately after. <laughs> Lucky will walk over and grab her by the hand. I need another name. Hang on. The one that's just as derogatory as possible. Ooh, I like this one. He walks over and grabs her by the hand goes, Angel Pie, your mother is a terrible person. You can't do this alone. She pulls her hand back and says, I'm not alone. I'm with Odysseus, and I have been with Odysseus. And she says, been with Odysseus, in such an inflection. <laughs> I'm going to take a step away from Jess. Okay. To remove myself physically from... There's no connection here. Uh, I, uh, I'm afraid you might have misconstrued uh, what has happened. 
Um, you're not with me, but I'm trying to help you solve this problem, and we need Lucky's help. Lucky will look at the situation, and he'll his eyes will bounce between the two of you. You can definitely see that the gears go click, 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 and they spin over, and he realizes. And he will look to Jess and say, Listen, Pickle, I'm just going to lay it to you straight. Your mom's never going to give up. She's going to try until you're gone. Odysseus is right. Even if it was just me helping you, I would still need Odysseus's help. I would still need Sonny's help. We need professionals. I can't do this without him, and he can't do this without me. And uh, at that point... Lucky will step next to you and look at you at a a level man-to-man. And you can see he's got a very serious demeanor. And he says, I need this man's help if I'm going to take on your mom. Okay, Ducky? And she, at this point, she collapses. She realizes that she is not with one or the other. Her game that she's playing in her head isn't working. And it's going to fall apart very quickly because she realizes everyone's against her to help her. And she's like... And so she's like, okay, Puddin. And this, that's, that's it. Lucky turns to look at you. And he says, I really appreciate everything you've done for me. And then out of nowhere, sucker punch the mid-gut. Boom! <laughs> <laughs> that arm brace oh. that he wears that allows him to pull the gun out is around his knuckles at all times. So it's a solid blow. And he goes, I'm sorry. You did fuck my wife. So you had that coming. I'm going <laughs> to at least three points of stun. So uh, as I uh, take the blow and he says that and I'm kind of like crunched over a little bit, I'm going to tap him on the shoulder, you know, like just acknowledging that I deserved it. Okay. Yeah, no, I don't think he's going to lay Odysseus out. I think, uh, you know, the, the whole... The, the, the one gut punch? The one gut punch should be... You know, he, he even pulled his punch. I just said three points of damage, and, you know, I didn't actually push for more. Because he has a strength of six. The knuckles give another two. I'm sure I could probably pull out at least eight to twelve points of sun damage if I rolled really well. And, you know, so that would be physical damage. <laughs> oh, my gosh. He's... Got a strength of six? He's got a strength of six. He hits the gym, the booze, the drugs, and but he doesn't hit women. So, um, since I'm thinking of boosting my strength here in my off time, I'm just going to join Lucky's gym. Yeah. <laughs> it works for him, obviously. <laughs> yep. His low stats are his logic. He has, a, I think, a three in it. Or two. I think it's two. And, and willpower. And his willpower. His willpower is a two. <laughs> <laughs> Mages will cast spells on him before they're finished. He's like, yep, that worked on me. <laughs> All right. The situation is going to dissolve. The room is trashed. Lucky's going to clean off a section of couch. Ask her to sit down. Start talking things out. We've entered into civil mode. What do you want to do? I'm going to uh, go to the kitchen, or is there like an area that's like designated kind of bar area? I'm looking for some booze that I can pour into glasses. Of course. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, good. Yeah, I'm just going to pour a a drink for everybody, even 
Smiles McGee. <laughs> All right, not a problem. Yep. And and, uh, and then I'll take the chair that's like not attached to where Lucky and uh, Jess are sitting. Cut. The end results are Lucky is convincing Jessica to come with him to a place other than their old house, a safe house in which they can be secure and make their next move. And then he will hire some of the best people to figure out what to do about her mom. Cool. Um, I'm going to make sure that Sonny has my contact info so that he can get in touch with me because um, I want to be a part of taking down Jess's mom's job. Okay. Yeah. Just because now that I have confirmation she's connected to the Tong, I feel like that's just one more kind of in for me to hit them. Oh, yeah. Definitely. Okay. Yeah. Within about 20 minutes of talking, he gives... You can now write Lucky's contact down on your sheet. All right. What uh, what's that should I put in there? Dude, his loyalty to you is pretty sweet. It's probably like a loyalty of four, and his connectivity is definitely a five. But he counts as two things. A fixer and a mafia boss. Okay. Oh, I'm sorry. He also counts as a gun runner and a drug smuggler. Yeah. You can't forget those other two. Drug running, gun smuggling, <laughs> mafia boss, fixer. All right. Well, I'm going to put down Mafia Box and Fixer. Uh, and yeah, because my boxes have limited space. All right. Fair enough. <laughs> but, you know, you can get you can get gums from him. Yeah. Yeah. Well, obviously, I got Olga from him. Oh, yeah. Um. So Lucky's going to take Jess off my hands. Yes. Good. Because this was uh, while it wasn't unaffordable. Um, it was an expensive safe house for for my low income. All right. So, um, how do I uh, how do I cancel my uh, my need for the safe house? Do I just turn the keys back in? Uh, that wasn't discussed. Yeah. Yep. Oh man. Yep. <laughs> you need to get a hold of Sunny. All right. Well, yeah. So I'll um. I'll give Sonny a call after Sonny takes Jess and Sonny isn't taking, out of here. Sonny isn't taking Jess anywhere. What? Sonny isn't taking Jess anywhere. That's the second time you called Lucky Sonny. Oh, gosh. Lucky. Sorry. <laughs> what do you mean Sonny's not taking Jess? Yeah. Sonny should never meet Jess is what I mean to say. Uh. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Um, by the way... <laughs> Just to kind of see how everything ends up, I rolled to kind of get an idea how the encounter comes to an end. And on the way out, uh, Jessica will blow you a kiss. Oh, no. Okay. Yes. It doesn't end here, man. Ugh. All right. So you call Sunny? Yes. It, it's uh... It rings a couple times. Okay. And he goes, We're sorry. You have reached a number that has been disconnected or is no longer in service. If you feel you've reached this recording in error, please check the number and try to call again. Um, I'm going to check the number and try again. 
<laughs> Couple of rings. <laughs> We're sorry. You have reached a number that is disconnected or no longer in service. If you feel you have reached this recording in error, please check the number and try calling again. See, uh, Alan and Zoe got a thank you at the end of theirs. <laughs> <laughs> I, I didn't see. I couldn't find the message, so I couldn't record it. No, it's okay. That's funny. Oh man, because I mean, I always get called last, so I don't expect a thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for listening to the original Box Set Shadowrun podcast. Our runners will pick up where we left off next week. In the meantime, you can connect with us via Facebook or YouTube to check out actual play videos of the original box set playing Shadowrun and other tabletop RPGs. You can also swing by our website at originalboxset.com and check out our gaming calendar, additional information about our games, and images that inspire our worlds and characters. And if you're enjoying our work, please consider becoming a patron over at patreon.com slash original box set so that we can continue to bring you this podcast as well as other great actual plays and entertainment. Today's featured music is titled Epic Song from Alpha Brutal, and trust me, the whole song is pretty epic, so check it out. We'll catch you next week, chummers. And now for all this legal dreck. Original Box Set is licensed under a Creative Commons Attribution Non-Commercial 4.0 International License. You can share us, but please give us credit. The Tops Company, Inc. has sole ownership over the names, logo, artwork, marks, photographs, sounds, audio, video, and or any proprietary material used in connection with the game Shadowrun. The Tops Company, Inc. has granted permission to Original Box Set, that's us, to use such names, logos, artwork, marks, and or any proprietary materials for promotional and informational purposes on its website, but does not endorse and is not affiliated with Original Box Set in any official capacity whatsoever. Oh my goodness, that's so much. Okay, bye.